Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 213, and today we're talking about an itinerary from Buenos Aires to Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, as you know, we recently did a tour with Intrepid, and um, it was a really good tour. We had a great time, and it has a really good itinerary, so we thought we'd follow the itinerary of the tour that we did and talk about how they did it and how you can do it too. Well, the voting has not yet started for the uh, 7th Annual Podcast Awards, but nominations are closed and uh, we just really want to say thanks to everyone who nominated us. Yeah, this year we think we've got a good chance to be in the finals, but we do have to wait to see, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. The finalists will be announced on October the 8th this year, 2011, and then voting will continue until the end of October. So if you're listening after the 8th, please go to podcastawards.com and vote for Indie Travel Podcast in the travel section. That's assuming we're in the travel section. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you don't see us there, then... Uh, yeah. Just um, shoot over to iTunes and give us a five-star review instead. <laughs> well, this week, where did we start on Monday? Gosh, it's too far away. I think we... St- no, no, that's right. We did the overnight bus. Ah, right, so, down to Foz do Iguaçu. Yeah, from uh, Sao Paulo to Foz do Iguaçu. It was surprisingly not bad. <laughs> I hate overnight buses, and that one was actually okay. I slept quite well. I think it was because I had less space. The best overnight bus trips I've had have been cramped. It's odd. I think it's because you got in from the bars at 5 o'clock in the morning the day before. I had been drinking juice. I'd like to state that for the record. Yes, we, we'd had a great night out the night before. Well, Craig hadn't because he was sick. But uh, I went out with Norma and Marta Condes. Uh, Norma was singing and it was she's uh, they were our couch surfing hosts and um, they took me out to a well, a bar in a shady part of town. and It was actually a really nice bar, but they kept saying, yeah, no one really likes to come here. It's kind of got a bad reputation. Everyone said that about everywhere in Sao Paulo. It was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was really cool. We caught up with uh, Felipe and Clarice. We went, we went to the um, Museum of the Portuguese Language. This is on Sunday, and Craig also didn't manage to do that because somehow we managed to leave the bus tickets behind at Norma and Marcondes' place. So that was our adventure of the week. <laughs> yep. We had the overnight bus, got to Foz do Iguaçu, and the next day was spent mostly getting a visa for me mm-hmm. and um, to get to Paraguay, which we managed to achieve in record time <laughs> yeah. of only about an hour and a half. So that was pretty good, I thought. Craig thought it was too long. Yeah, well, I was thinking about some notes for a future podcast, you know, how to catch a bus in Brazil. I was like, uh-huh. well... Number one, bring your tickets with you. <laughs> I, th- I thought that would work out well, so yeah. if, if, all the time after that seemed to stretch out as I realised <laughs> the, uh, the stupidity of my mistake. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> At least we hadn't, we, we would walk down to the metro station. We hadn't got on the metro. We hadn't even bought our tickets yet, so, you know, it was just a bit of a long walk back for me. <laughs> yep, sure was. Well, into Paraguay then. Um, we have spent the first three or four days in Ciudad del Este, which is a border town with mm-hmm. Brazil. And uh, we didn't really do much, actually, but we did go to see the Itaipu Dam, which is, I think, the largest dam in the world. Yeah, it is, according to some estimates. Depends on whether you're talking about actual physical size or production. Uh-huh. Yeah. Biggest production in the world, right? I believe so. I can't remember which one it was. It was one or the other. And then we had two days just in Ciudad del Este, and we managed to get a lot of work done. It was brilliant. feels like we've been running recently. Yeah. We've been going so fast, so we've stopped. And then we um, caught the bus down to here. We're in Encarnacion. One of my friends said that sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's quite a nice town. But uh, we'd planned to go and see a couple of UNESCO World Heritage Sites yesterday, 
Uh, however, we woke up and it was pelting down with rain. Yeah, big thunderstorms came through. It's and crazy. given that the tourist infrastructure here isn't really that wonderful, Reed does not exist, um, it would be a bit of a mission to get there in the rain because we have to catch one bus, wait for the next bus to come along. No one knows when that bus is going to come, you just have to wait. Then you get on it and you go out for another 11 kilometres and then you get off and you do your thing and then you, you wait for the bus to come. You don't know where that's going to come either. You get back on that. Yeah, you have to so walk across the road. It's about a kilometre down the road and then you go to this other place. You have to walk back. You wait for the bus. You don't know when that's going to come. Yeah, and so I wasn't keen on doing that in a thunderstorm that was ripping branches off trees, so... So we didn't. We didn't. We and we it's didn't. Sunday today, so we thought we'd better wait until tomorrow. So now we've had another couple of just Lazy empty days. days. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Well, thanks to everyone who helps the Indie Travel Podcast stay travelling by booking throwers. Remember to visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights, hostels, and slash insurance when you're booking your travel online. We've got a growing list of day tours at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash tours, and travel deals updating daily at slash deals. When you're shopping online, please visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon before you start shopping. Or get a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash audiobook. Our own books are at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books, and you can also get a copy of How to Live Like Us at that same address. Well, let's uh, talk a little bit about this intrepid tour that we just did from Buenos Aires to Rio de Janeiro. Um, it was a basics trip, which means that um, the accommodations provided, the transports provided, um, but not all of the meals are, in fact, only... Most of the meals aren't included. Yeah, that's right. We had our breakfast included at a couple of the hotels, and when we stayed out at the Estancia, that was all inclusive. So that was breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. But normally you, um, you're finding your own meals, you're, you're paying for your own breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, it's quite good. Now, as you know, we're not necessarily the biggest fan of tours, but we can appreciate that sometimes tours are important. Like when we did our tour in um, Australia from Adelaide up to Alice Springs. I think that was a great way to do it. And I also think when you're first arriving somewhere, if you're unfamiliar with a place, and sometimes a tour would be a good good way to do it. So we're doing this to kind of see what we felt about it. And also the basics tour seemed like a good kind of intermediary way to get into a tour. Yeah, it was kind of a halfway between a, you know, a, a tour and doing it by yourself. We were on public transport. We, you know, we were doing the same things we would have been doing if we were doing it independently um staying in similar hotels staying in i think the um, hotels were a bit bit of a step up from what we'd usually do we'd usually stay more in hostels or these were more kind of mid-range hotels yeah that's true that's true but yeah we kind of had the the freedom to do whatever we wanted but we also had a group to hang out with and we also had a guide to help us when we needed it so yeah. and it she was, bought all the tickets too so yeah. that took a lot of the stress out that, that was, was really the big good. thing we thought about the tour well for me it was not having to buy the tickets not having to think about it not having to think about the itinerary just going along with it mm-hmm. yeah well let's um talk about the actual itinerary place to place um because i th- i think it was a winner <laughs> we started in <laughs> Buenos Aires, and I mean Buenos Aires is great, but the tour officially started at uh, one o'clock in the accommodation. So Linda and I checked in around ten thirty eleven. Yeah, we'd been coming from a couch surfing host, so it was easiest just to check right in, and they let us yeah. check right in, which was brilliant because we thought we might have to leave our bags and then and wander then off and back. then come back at one o'clock or yeah. at three o'clock or something. But no, no, they just 
spoke at us right in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was our first biggest shock, eh? After yeah. three weeks of existing pretty much solely in Spanish, yeah, with everyone we had met, um, yeah, all of a sudden someone's speaking to us in English in yeah. the hotel. We walked in and we said <laughs> in was... Spanish, "Hi, we're with the Intrepid Group. We'd like to check in." And they responded in English, and it really annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just kind of a bit confused for a bit because, uh, yeah. It was, it was just that massive change. Like yeah. we had been walking down the street speaking to each other in Spanish. So <laughs> to walk into a hotel and, and speak to an Argentinian who then replied in English was was pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that was all good. So we got to check in, and um, we had on the schedule a meeting at one o'clock just to meet everyone and and go over things. Um, so we were down in the lobby at one, but we didn't actually get met until one forty-five. So we were just all kind of sitting around, making small talk and meeting some of the rest of the group. Um, but yeah, we got we got left for. I think the sign said, tanking. "I'll be around between one and two. Uh huh. And we read that to mean she would be there from one to two. Ah, right. But I think it actually meant she'll come sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, now a lot of people had just arrived in Buenos Aires that day, and because we were leaving the next morning, they were really struggling to be able to see something in the afternoon yeah. from like two o'clock, two thirty until it got dark at six. So that amount of time just isn't enough to really get any kind of feel for oh, no, a Aires city like Buenos Aires. So needs so um, much more time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The so, girls had come, some of the girls had been doing another intrepid tour and they'd come from Chile across to Buenos Aires. And as part of that tour, it included three days in, in Buenos Aires because they kind of tagged together. So they were okay because they had three or four days. But the people who just flown in for the start of the tour that we were doing definitely didn't have enough time. So the next morning we were up and across to uh, Colonia in Uruguay. Now we talked about Uruguay in a recent podcast, so I think we'll skip through the next couple of days pretty quickly since we've already talked about that in in some depth but yeah we're in Colonia it was a beautiful little town and I think we had enough time there to see what there was to see maybe not to really experience things but enough to to see the buildings see the ruins it really is a small town yeah it's definitely a day trip kind of town and we arrived in the late late morning and left in the early well mid-morning the next day and I think that was that was good we had enough time to walk around after lunch. We had lunch first, walked around after lunch, had dinner there, and we had enough time in the morning as well to have another quick run around. Yeah. That was good. Then uh, on to Montevideo that day, and we just really had, once again, that afternoon in Montevideo. So it really helped that the hotel was really well located. Uh, We were right on the main street, basically. And although we'd been in Montevideo for several days before, we learned quite a lot of new things from the guide and found a great little place for lunch, the the markets down by the port, which we never knew about, even though we'd spent almost a week or four or five days in Montevideo before, we have been staying out in the suburbs. So it's quite good to be in the city centre. I didn't feel like we had enough time in Montevideo, though. I like it, and I felt like it could have done with a bit more time. Yeah, I think a lot of people on the tour thought it was enough, though. I mean, Montevideo, you've really got to... I don't know. You really got to scratch the surface to yeah. get under it. So it was enough time to to see to see the plaza, the theatre, some of the the sculptures. Maybe pop into some of the art galleries. Uh, go down to the port where we had a great lunch. Um, you know, it's a, it's enough time to to see that stuff. But to to catch Montevideo, I don't know. You've 
uh, I don't know. I think you need more. I think if you're going to have more, you need a, quite a bit more. Yeah, that's true. An extra so, day would be boring. An extra week would be fun. Exactly. I mean, we yeah. had a great time when we were there last. We watched a football game. We went out with our hosts. We went out for dinner. We did all sorts of things. But yeah, two days in Montevideo was no good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day or five days. <laughs> Well, our next day was pretty much a travel day, mm-hmm. uh, leaving from Montevideo uh, not too early in the morning. No, we had time for a walk around. Yeah. Um, and then onto the bus up to Taco Rembo. And then from there, much later in the afternoon, I think it was five hours in the bus, uh, we got picked up by a uh, minivan and driven out to the Estancia. Oh, now the Stanley Estancia was brilliant. It was something we wouldn't have chosen to do if we were kind of planning our own trip, but it's something that I really thought added value to the to the tour. Um, it was at Panagia Estancia in the middle, kind of the north middle of Uruguay, and it just felt like a real authentic experience. It was um, a couple and their kids run a ranch. They've got cows and they've got uh, sheep, and um, they welcome visitors, mostly intrepid tours, I think, but they also have some independent people who are just coming up. You know, they found the website and uh, and booked in a stay. It was really cool. It felt very fun, very relaxed, really good experience, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So we had uh, three days there in total, well, three nights there, I think. Uh, that first evening, um, a wonderful, wonderful meal, uh, warm fire to keep us going. And then two days of riding and, uh, you know, working with the animals or relaxing if you wanted. And then... The, uh, the next morning was when we left and we headed, well, got dropped off uh, by the minivan in um, the, what's it called? In Termas, yeah, in Termas del Diamond, in the, um, in Salto, where there's these hot springs, these Thermos. And uh, that was cool. We had a few hours there, enough time for lunch and, and for a swim in the hot springs. And then it was uh, over the border to Concordia. A favourite, favourite <laughs> city. <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh, that's a, that's a story from last year. I think we'll <laughs> leave that one alone. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, straight up to Foz do Iguazu. When I say straight up, I mean a long, long bus trip. Yes, that, that one wasn't my favourite. That one wasn't the best experience. Didn't sleep so well on that one. So we arrived in Foz uh, early in the morning, um, definitely enough time for the people that wanted to to go straight out to see the Iguazu fall, mm-hmm. Falls um, on the Brazilian side, which is kind of a half-day trip. And that's what a lot of people did. So we had three days in Foz, uh, and the idea was one day for each of the falls and one day just to, just to relax. And so what Intrepid did was they had a local tour operator there and um, from memory, people paid 50 reals for two transfers, mm-hmm. one out to um, the Brazilian side of the falls on the first day, and then back to the hotel, and then out to the Argentinian side of the falls the next day, and then back to the hotel. That's right. Uh, and then on the third day, a lot of people, well, the options were going out to the Itaipu Dam or crossing over to Paraguay to Ciudad del Este which really is a shopping town. Yes, um, it's, it's malls and shops and markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, the guy who did the transfers was also the guy who transferred us from Puerto Guasu in Argentina, where we arrived on the overnight bus, over to Foz do Guasu. Mm. So he was kind of around for the four days, 
and uh, yeah, he had a, a minivan. But um, yeah, we didn't end up doing any of the optional extras at all with them at all. <laughs> yeah. We did it by ourselves. But um, it was quite good that those options were available. Yeah, I mean, it was good having the organised transfer. So once again, you didn't have to think. You could just jump straight on and, and go and do it. Um, but we split off from them and we did our own things with Urban Adventures. So we had a rest on the first day mm-hmm. and then uh, we did the Argentinian side with Urban Adventures and then the Brazilian side with Urban Adventures. And uh, yeah, we skipped out on Ciudad del Este. Yeah, because we decided to spend four days there this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the time in Iguazu was great. It's really is a natural wonder and really is worth putting on your itinerary mm-hmm. even though it is kind of down by itself in Misiones it's it's not I don't know it's not near a lot of other places that are popular that's right that makes sense and I think that's why with the tour it was kind of sandwiched between two overnight bus trips so you had yeah. an overnight bus trip from the Estancia more or less then it was only two nights in Foz wasn't it and then yeah. two nights in Foz and then an overnight bus trip up into to Brazil. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I suppose because there's not that much else around, but it's one of those things that people go to South America to see. And oh, yeah. with good reason, with good reason. Definitely. Well, um, this next overnight bus is where things started getting new for us. Um, almost all of the destinations we had passed through before, we had been to before. So this was where the language changed from Spanish to Portuguese and, uh, yeah, and, and just everything became new. That's right. So um, we had to learn some Portuguese, which was <laughs> a bit of an experience. It took us a little while, but we've, we've we learned some it. now. So we, uh, we had the overnight bus to Sao Paulo, where we had to wait just a couple of hours in the bus station. And then we caught another bus to Parachi, which is a lovely town. It's an old colonial town built by the Portuguese. It's just a really nice place to be. I liked it because... There were no uh, vehicles or no motorised vehicles allowed in the town centre, and so it really kept its kind of old town feeling. Yeah, it was quite cool, and uh, it was very much a tourist city, but it was mainly touristed by Brazilians. I'd say for every every gringo out there, there was probably two to three Brazilian tourists that yeah. were passing through. Yeah. So, it, um, you know, while it was touristy, it didn't feel... I don't know what the right word is. It's, On the tourist trail. Yeah. it's, it's An international def- tourist trail, maybe. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, a tourist resort, but it's one that's not often visited by foreigners. Yeah. So it, it was... It was, it was a good that, balance. It was in that 50-50 zone mm-hmm. of tourism. Yeah, although it was really interesting because our friend Washington came to see us one night. He was uh, He's living in Angra dos Reis, which isn't far away, and he said he'd never been to Parachi, although he had heard that a lot of people did. So it was one of those places where... Brazilians come on holiday, but not all Brazilians come on holiday. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's lots of um, options around there. There are are beaches to visit, um, diving trips, hiking options out around the harbour. But we just opted for some lazy days, wandering around around the markets, really, and, yeah, just hanging out. And then leaving Parity behind, we hopped on another bus. It was a local bus this time, so it was a bit bumpy. It was only about two hours, and we got to Angra dos Reis. Then we hopped on a ferry to go over to Ilha Grande. Yeah, it was... I think Ilha Grande, how to describe it? It's a reasonably large island um, with a couple of small settlements on it. Uh, where we were was the largest town. Several thousand people. 
but it's just this beautiful little natural harbour, um, really a, a two-street town, basically. Yeah. The street along the beach and a street further back. And uh, everything's either a bar or a tourist uh, sales office or accommodation. some kind of a budget accommodation. And gosh, it was cool. Yeah, it was really good. We just mostly relaxed on, on the second day, the second, uh, you know, the second morning when we first woke up. We were planning on going for a walk across to the, the beach that we'd been recommended, but it was raining and we thought, oh no, we won't go. And everyone else went. And then finally we decided, oh yeah, we'll go. It wasn't raining that heavily and we decided to go. We actually caught up with everyone who'd left an hour earlier. Yeah, so just probably a good idea that we uh, hadn't gone with them. <laughs> uh, I think they stopped for a swim in one of the bays. Oh, they did, they did, yeah. they did go. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, hiking around the island, lots of wildlife around the place, quite a few lizards. And uh, we saw these tiny little monkeys. <gasps> About, so cute. They're about the size of your hand, and their tails are probably the length of your forearm. <laughs> um, and they, we saw them first out in the forest when we were doing this hike out to uh, out to this really nice surf beach on the other side of the island. And uh, but we also saw them in the like telephone wires and power uh, lines that were yep. running across the place. At first we thought they, they were squirrels or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw one at the corner of my eye. And I'm like, oh, there's a squirrel. And they're like, wait a second, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't run like a squirrel. So yeah, we had a really nice time there, just relaxing and enjoying not doing very much, actually. Yeah, it was cool. A very good kind of rest stop and a place to enjoy a bit of nature before we hit what has to be one of the biggest cities in the world, um, Rio de Janeiro, which was our last and final stop. No, Rio de Janeiro isn't one of the biggest cities in the world. You're thinking of Sao Paulo. Oh, I am. Rio is, is awesome, though. It's large and it's kind of sprawling, but... All of the different hills and mountains, and oh my goodness, it's so incredible. Everything just, you know, you've got all the city, you've got the bay, and then you've got all these kind of outcrops and greenery, and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it, I find it quite impossible to describe. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so Rio was the last stop, and I guess we got there late, uh, we got there in the afternoon in time for lunch, yeah. late lunch. And so we had lunch and went to the cash machine and then um, Intrepid had an optional add-on to go and kind of... See do, Rio. <laughs> do Rio, yeah, in an afternoon. Because the tour finished officially the next morning. Our night's accommodation there was, was sorted. And uh, so this was kind of it. And yeah. there were a lot of people flying out either the next the next day or the day after that yeah almost so, everyone was leaving yeah the, that day the day of the tour finishing day yeah. was it 17 yes day 17 seven days 17 days from buenos aires <laughs> up to rio and uh yeah so a lot of people opted to jump on that and they went out to the sugarloaf to the christ uh, along the beaches and then the next morning some people chose to go out and do a favela tour and tour through some of these very poor communities that exist on the outskirts of, of Rio. So I think if uh, if you want to cover that ground in that amount of time, there's no better way to do it uh, unless you're adding on some flights in there. 
Yeah, actually, we were looking at, at flights because we had to backtrack. After arriving in Rio, we spent a bit of time in Brazil, and then we needed to, to get back to Foz because our next stop after Paraguay is Salta. Actually, we didn't intend to come to Paraguay at all, but, you know, plans change. And uh, we were looking at flights from um, Rio de Janeiro to Foz and then Puerto Guasú to Salta. And I think if you book in early enough, then maybe getting a flight from um, Concordia up to the Iguazu Falls and from the Iguazu Falls to Parachi or to Rio de Janeiro and making Parachi maybe a day trip or an extended trip out from Rio could be a good way to do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you're travelling overland, um, then gosh, you, you couldn't have fit anything else into that tour. I think if you'd gone any quicker, you'd be run ragged by the end of it. Well, we have done things like that, and we, we have been run ragged by the end of it, but I think this, this pace was good. We had enough time in each place, but sometimes I felt like it was just enough time. There wasn't really any rest days, which was good. I mean, if you don't have enough time then you, and you're doing a tour because you don't have enough time, then you want to use all your time. You right? want to you pack it in eh, and see as much as you can. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the the person who it's who it's aimed at, and that certainly seemed to be um, what a lot of people were doing. They're flying in the day that our accommodation picked up in Buenos Aires, and then leaving the day after it finished in yeah. Rio de Janeiro. So, um, and I don't think if you had tried to do that itinerary by yourself in that time you would have burnt out maybe an extra hour and a half a day organising and planning your next buses and accommodation and your transfers and things like that. And it would have just taken out the enjoyment out of it, out of, you know, out of the trip doing it that fast. Yeah, I think you probably could have done a lot of the organisation before you left, but we're not the kind of people to do a lot of the organisation before you leave. So it's really not that easy uh, when you're looking for bus times and things like no. that in South America um, and often what's available online is accurate enough, yeah. accurate to within a couple of hours but um, <laughs> but not yeah. perfect for a, you know, a cutting edge kind of <laughs> yeah that's right um, you know for some of these longer trips you, especially in high season you need to book a couple of days in advance, you need to get there Go and find the bus station, go and book, leave it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, well. for me, definitely the value of the tour has been not having to think about all of that kind of stuff, not having to go and buy the tickets and having someone else to do it for me. Yeah, it was very cool. Well, how about money? The cost of the tour is about 2250 US dollars. Yeah, um, it's priced in Australian dollars at 2300 But um, when we were working out the costs, we did it all in US dollars because it's much easier here in uh, South America to work out things in US dollars. So yeah, yeah. about two thousand two hundred and fifty US dollars, which is about one hundred and forty US per day. Yeah, um, and as we tra- travelled, we tried to figure out the real costs of just the accommodation and the transport and the transfers. And sometimes we had to kind of make prices up because we weren't entirely sure what things were. But we figured out it was about seven hundred and fifty to eight hundred dollars. Uh, US in in real costs, so about fifty US a day. Yeah, that's right. So there is quite a big difference. There's a difference of about fifteen hundred dollars, or it's about triple the price. So for us, that's quite a big difference. 
However, it really depends on what you want to do. Like for us, we could have done this tour by ourselves. Would have, like Craig said, would have taken us a lot of extra time, a lot of extra effort, and we speak Spanish. So we can go up and ask questions and it's, it's pretty easy. If you speak no Spanish, if it's your first time in South America, if, you're, if it's the beginning of a trip or if you really don't have any time, then maybe that, that amount is worth it for you. Yeah. Now, it was definitely a good itinerary. If we were to do it again independently, I'd, instead of doing it over 17 days, I'd maybe do it over 30 days or, or even longer, which, of course, would increase the costs. But um, decrease the daily cost. But Yeah, the, the daily cost would go down. Um, but there's just not enough time to do all the running around, find accommodation, get all that kind of stuff done. And the in the buses, 17 days. In the 17 days. So um, I guess it's always that balance between time and money, eh? Yeah, uh, I suppose because we have a lot of time. We think, okay, so they're charging extra. But they're charging extra for the services of the guide, yeah. um, who will give you information about the area, who'll give you a map, who'll give you language information. He'll do all the booking, and he'll make sure you get from place to place, and that everything will work out nicely. So I think this tour could be really good for people who are arriving in South America for the first time who have no idea and who need someone to, to be there with them, especially if you don't speak Spanish. All in all, great itinerary, um, good route, a nice balance of, of activity days and, and days that were resting and, and transport days, which you really can't avoid. That's right. And, uh, yeah, we learned some new things off the guide and, and just generally had a really, really good time. We had a cool group of people. Yeah, the group made it really good, actually. It was nice to have people to hang out with. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, on to our community wisdom then. We've got two threads on English teaching which have been updated recently. Um, one talking about TEFL and, and certification and work in general, and another one on teaching in China. So if you've got something to add, then uh, head on over to that. There's talk on travel scams starting up after last week's podcast. Uh, add your scam stories. Hopefully you don't have any, but if you do, or if you've heard about any, add them to the forum and help us out with that. Well, what's happening with Couchsurfing becoming a for-profit organization? There are some thoughts in the forums. And we talk about getting a visa for Paraguay and crossing the border at Sino del Este. Yeah, we, that's something that we couldn't find a lot of information on, so hopefully that'll be helpful for someone. Don't forget that you can help the Indie Travel Podcast stay traveling by booking through us. So visit IndieTravelPodcast.com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when you're booking a travel online. And don't forget the travel deals updating every day at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash deals. We've also got a library of books to share at IndieTravelPodcast.com slash books. Uh, books specifically for solo travellers, couples, people going to Europe. And uh, so, yeah, go and have a look at those. And type in IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Amazon when shopping online. or get great trial bonuses from our partners. You can download a free audiobook with a two-week trial of Audible through IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Audible or slash audiobook. And for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast. Invite them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Indie Travel. Leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. And this month only, head over to podcastawards.com. And uh, I guess we'll wait and see if we've made it into the finals. (laughs) Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.